You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. I'd have to check, but this is possibly the only Disney movie to be sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon. Jamie? Okay. Let's go watch Midnight Madness. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. It is here where we discuss some of the finest movies of the 1980s. Oh. <laughs> it is sure. my... <laughs> I don't know that we've ever done that, really. Well, I, I'll say that's finest in, in quotes, okay? I'm putting quotes, using finger that's quotes with my fingers. Fair. And so everyone listening can see that. You might say finest if you... In the habit mm. of mispronouncing words. How anyway, I am that here. Give you that you have left over. <laughs> I'm still on it. That's just the thing. Anyway, uh, we watched Midnight Madness. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even say who we are. <laughs> no, go ahead. So I still have my all my teeth, and I'm one part of this podcasting um, partnership. I'm Jamie Lorello. The other half is Doug McCambridge. We did watch a pretty fun. A Pretty fun romp. We watched quite the movie. Yeah. Called Midnight Madness from 1980. Yeah. So just just the tip of the 80s. And you could very much sense this. And the opening felt like a 70s opening. This says the 70s stink all over it. Yeah. And this is, we must, uh, we have to say this is uh, a patron's choice. This oh, yes. This is Michelle's pick. Uh, mm-hmm. So head to our Patreon page. You know, patreon.com slash good times, great movies. There is a tier where you can force us to watch a movie and to talk about it and to not release it as a bonus episode, but release it to everyone. Full real episode. So everyone knows Mm -hmm. that you're the one that made us watch this movie. I'm making it sound bad. And that's not my intention. It's It's not not my intention. And also... On the Patreon page, we have put a stretch goal where uh, if we re- stretch, if we get to a certain amount, we will add more bonus episodes, more bonus full length episodes for the patrons. So it's not even like the stretch goal is going to the regular audience. So if you uh-huh. donate, you're the one benefiting from this. So go in, check it out. We actually have a new episode next week on our Patreon page, which. Did you feel a little Hollywood Nights in this movie? It felt these two movies felt oddly relate. Yes, like yeah. cousins. Like Hollywood Nights is the trashy, gross cousin to this movie. Sure, sure, sure. But there was there was some sort of relationship, or was that just me? I think it's the. I think what we're sensing is the the beginning of the eighties, like what the eighties movies had in them. Because I, I think that's, I think that's the taste we're getting. Now I don't know because I'm only a, a, a new connoisseur of '80s movies. I don't know '70s movies as well. But 
the vibe I'm getting is this is this is the foundations. You know what? Jamie? To what is to become? That's of actually pretty spot on. I mean, uh-huh. 70s movies, and I don't again, I don't know a whole lot about the 70s. Not like I do the 80s and the 90s, but every time I watch a 70s sure. movie, it's gritty, it's mm-hmm. grim. And you're right. These two movies feel like they're kind of climbing out of that. Yeah. And it's yeah. getting wacky and madcap and, and totally off the wall. Yes. Which will get, I'm not saying perfected later in the 80s, but you're right. I think it's. A, I think these they are transitional it. movies. Yeah. Yeah. We could call them that. Yeah. Let's call them well, that. Well, all right. <laughs> Midnight Madness, what is a transitional 80s movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. Brought to you by Good Times Great Movies. And Paps Blue Ribbon. Oh, yes. If I if I had planned, I would have gotten Paps Blue Ribbon for this episode. Oh, that would have been a smart thing. <sighs> some PBR to have. Well, I'm still looking for our Billy December that we'll have at some point where I can go in and buy a 40 of Cold 45 <laughs> and have the girl at the <laughs> register look at me like a crazy person. No, and then you just wink at her and you nod. She knows. She knows. Yeah. Well, she sees alcoholics every day. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie. Uh, okay. This this right. movie. I oh, It's right. written and directed by two guys. Mm-hmm. It is starring. We do have some people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Recognizables. The, the main person is David Naughton. Who, I don't mm-hmm. know if you recognized him from anything. Is he in like CSIs or something like that? I don't what? think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. you think everybody's in CSI. <laughs> when in doubt, you're like CSI, NCIS, <laughs> one of those shows on whatever, CBS or something. Blood Brothers or whatever. Blood What's Brothers. That one with Donnie, oh, What's that one with Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I am go. proud to say that I've never seen any of those shows that we just I've listed. never. No. Uh, he was the main character is in uh, An American Werewolf in London. Uh, That's how yes, I know yes, him. Yes. He had yes. a brief singing career before Bloody this movie. Duh. Yeah, at the end of the 70s. Um, okay. You know, he's a handsome guy with feathered hair. Yeah, yeah. He has an honest look to him. Sure, sure. Yeah, the, I'll give him that. The sorority girl, the main sorority girl, the sorority leader. Laura. Laura. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought uh, I thought that was Donna. Oh, maybe it's Donna. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Is it Donna? She does voices in The Simpsons. Oh. And uh, we have Eddie Deason, who plays the main nerd. Yes, we've seen Eddie Deason play nerds before. Anytime you see him, he's playing a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he did the voice of the evil, the bad guy in Dexter's Lab, like his... Um, oh. Nemesis. That, that, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then we see Pee Wee Herman pop up. I'm sure there were other people. Do you have any? any Michael else? Fox. Michael J. Fox. Who oh was my God. Michael Fox what? in the beginning. Yeah. Sorry, uh-huh. I didn't even put him in the list. I list characters at the beginning. I don't know how he didn't make it in. Well, because he has a he big character, though. But we don't see him. I don't think until well, a little less than midway. Yeah. He's not. He's not one of the core like. He doesn't get an invitation. He doesn't get a colored madness. sweatshirt. No, no, no. <laughs> what he you're doesn't. saying. I'm so glad no. you're wearing your bulky yellow sweatshirt for this. 
we got to know what teams we're on, right? And it's amazing how their team sweatshirts match their team vehicles that yeah. they got to drive around in. And did all those football players really fit into that little tiny car? That was adorable. Car? I loved it when they would hop into that car. <laughs> and, and I also, I guess there's no limit on how many teammates you could have. Right, because oh, the yeah, yellow cause... team just starts out with, I think, three people or four people at the start. The, the... Yeah, the red team only has four people, The red right? team has four people. The white team... And I... do you count the twins as two, or do you count the twins as one? Because what do they do besides make that weird dolphin noise? I don't know. Their giggling <laughs> is... And they really didn't do anything to contribute. No, that's what at I mean. At one point, they jump out of the car and run to a carnival, and the girl's are like, oh, not again. <laughs> Yeah. Why would you drive by this place? And what do we need these ladies for? I don't Only know. to watch them dance. I enjoyed <laughs> when they just cut to them in that disco and they were getting down. Yeah, that was a good time. It's that not great because they dress them like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And they don't, I don't think they have any lines. They just do that weird. <laughs> they have as many lines as Fez from that 70s show. Did you see that guy on the blue team? The Hispanic guy who says nothing. I don't know. I I don't know because the football team has five players and then the blue team has five. Wait, how many? The blue team has one, two, three. Oh, yeah, five. Yeah, because there's that big gangly dumb guy. But do you count? Oh, that guy. Wow. But they are musical. They are the most musical team. Uh When they Uh go into that piano History museum? I I thought that was a piano store. No, it's a museum. That's the... why they have wax oh, it's figures. A oh. <laughs> oh, well, well, All right. well. Let's just let's get into the madness. Let's just people... dive in. Yeah, for that. people that haven't seen this movie, it's super crazy, and yes. it is as I think I said last time. It's a movie I had heard of. It's a movie that I had heard of as. It's super goofy. It's really silly. You should watch it. It's bad, but it's funny. So Mm -hmm. I was on board. When I started to watch this, I was shocked, first of all, that it's nearly two hours long. I was not expecting that. Well, there's quite an adventure. There's a lot that happens. Yeah, yeah. And it has, and I told you this through text, one of the greatest movie theme songs I've ever heard. Well, it's titular. I mean, it is the most titular. <laughs> yeah. And it's a theme song that I kept finding myself going to YouTube and listening to. Really? That again addicted. and again after the movie. Are you an. It sounded like an ABBA song to me. Oh, no? it did. Oh, did it yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's super funky. Are you an funky, ABBA though. fan? No, not super really. Super funky. It is super funky. <laughs> <laughs> so this theme song runs for the entire opening credits. Yep. And we follow two girls in short shorts and tube socks on roller skates. Yep, zipping through town. Or zipping through a college town, Yeah, really. they cruise around a college campus and hand invitations out to our main players or our team leaders. Yes, they're, yeah, that's basically right. it. There's like a jock, there's a nerd, mm-hmm. a sorority girl. A counselor. A counselor. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Does this guy work at the school? Why is he getting an invitation?" Yeah, right. Doesn't and then there's like a... yeah, and then there's a chubby guy. Um, 
Oh, yeah, the Hungry Harold. Yes. Uh, yeah. I believe it's Flounder from um, Animal House. I think Flounder is yes. the character's name. Yes. So they are all told to show up at this sort of basement apartment mm-hmm. uh, to 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 learn what this is. They're, they're all yeah. invited to a special whatever. I don't even know what the invitation it's says. It's like a Do presentation. We... No, we don't ever get a glimpse at it. <laughs> yeah, a mm-hmm. presentation. <laughs> and then there is a slideshow. Uh-huh. That these girls on roller skates, I don't think they're on roller skates anymore, but they're there to greet them at the door. They start up this slideshow, and the slideshow's mm-hmm. like, since the dawn of time, people have played games. Yes, yeah, it's like a whole gaming sort of a slideshow, right? Yes. All about just, yes. Um, and they they find out they're being challenged by this, this Leon character. The weird thing is, is we don't really know how they know Leon. They all know, know him, though. They all know him. When that screen comes up and he's wheeled out on a chair, they're like, yeah. Leon, as yeah, though he yeah. does this all the time. Exactly, exactly. And we don't know why Leon does these things, right? We're like, what's... But does he do these things? Like, I didn't get any inclination that he had done stuff like this before. Well, what does he have all that gear for then? Well, I have no idea. But they they're, they never say anything like... Oh, Leon, you with your wacky schemes or anything like that. But they do seem aggravated by the fact that he's in charge of this. Yes, yes, yes. Which, Leon, I don't know. If I met him and had to hang out with him, he'd get pretty annoying pretty quickly, I think. You think? I I don't know. Everybody in his apartment loves him. Well, you're talking about the elderly? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the other thing. So he... Is he a college student that lives off campus in, like, a retirement community? Um, I don't know. Okay. I assume he's a college student, and I assume he lives off campus. I don't know that this building is solely for the retirees, but everybody that comes into the apartment later on are over 65. Older. Yeah, they're all older people. Yes. Um. But so they kind of roll their eyes at this challenge, right? The whole group of them. He's like puts them up to this and they're like, oh, whatever. I got better things to do. And they walk out basically. And the roller skate girls are like, oh, Leon, they don't want to play your game. Who are these girls? What is their deal? I don't know. Why are they weirdly like Leon groupies? I didn't like that. Mm Mm-mm. But I kind of love those two characters. Like, I wanted to spend more time with them and figure out, are they college students too? Right. Why are, are they, they getting paid to hang this? out? Right. right. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know because they do. They're in they're, – they're, every time somebody comes to the apartment, they're always at the apartment, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're – even later at the end, Leon's got another group of <laughs> – pseudo Harry Krishna's working for him. <laughs> <laughs> and – um, they the the girls' only job basically these roller skate girls is to give out the invitations and then to support Leon, just during... to be there, just yeah. to be there with him because they don't he doesn't even really need them to work the map or anything. No, the map no, which is ridiculous anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of just hang out and, and stand yeah. around and wander around his apartment. Yeah, while he runs this game, they all leave. And you're right, the, the girls are very upset by this, but Leon's even like, you know what, it's a week away, they're going to do it. I know they're going to yeah. do it. I didn't He's spend not a worried. year on this. Mm-hmm. 
thinking that they weren't. We then cut back to the characters and we find out that there's sort of animosity between these groups. And basically yes. it's that the football team are a bunch of creeps. Yeah. The, well, they're the jocks. Yeah. So they're, yeah. So they pick on the nerds. There's a debate on football? I didn't understand that. The 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 nerds are there and they're kind of kind of having like a like a speech and debate debate. Yeah, I didn't right? know if it was a class or I don't know. I and mean, there's nobody's watching this debate except for the football team. Right. And not the whole team, just these five guys. Just the five guys, right. Yeah, just right. this offensive line. <laughs> and they throw food at the nerds. And immediately yeah. cut to them destroying the sorority girls' party. Yeah. Yeah. Then they come in and mess up the, the party. They're tr- well, and it's funny. The sorority girls are just trying to, it sa- seems like, build their sorority because they're like, finally, we're going to have more than five people come. <laughs> and then the football players come and kind of trash it all. Um, yeah. But if you if you went, like, to consider pledging that sorority... And those twins were there. <laughs> and that back away. other little angry girl is there. <laughs> I don't know how they're getting anybody to pledge. I don't know how anybody's pledging on there. I don't know either. Well, and now they're not because the football ca- players came, ran through, and just ruined their whole shindig. Yeah, they literally run in with a keg of beer and smash it open so it sprays out sprays all everywhere. over these girls. And they're yeah. having such a time. They are laughing, yeah. high-fiving about this. They love their shenanigans. Yeah, after they just threw food at the nerds. Like, there are no real... Well, the yellow team are the heroes, and the sorority team's not bad, I guess, and the nerds aren't bad, and I don't know. These jocks were kind of jerks <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the blue team was a hot mess, too. Oh, well, the blue team, they're evil. Like, they're the yeah, bad they're team. They're the evil... Yes. Well, just the one, just Harold, that he's got just hapless morons. Yeah, and his pretty much. Girlfriend, which who? How do you explain his girlfriend? I don't. All right, wait. So wait, we didn't get to Harold yet. We we didn't. We talked about the jocks and we talked about the sorority girl and the yellow team consists of this. Um, and he doesn't really have. Well, we find out he has beef. So there's the yellow team, which is um, Adam is his name, right? And he is the school counselor, so he's like kind of the good guy. His team, he because rec- what happens is they Leon picked these team leaders, knowing they were going to recruit their own teams. Right. So naturally, the sorority girls goes for her weird sorority sisters. The jocks go for their team. Um, Adam, who is just a counselor, ends up there's a, an obvious love interest. There's this girl that walks <laughs> in, and the music instantly changes when she walks in to Adam's. I office. thought it was so, a sorority girl. I could not tell these two apart. I was like, oh, the sorority girl works with him. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a crush on him. Okay. I like this. No, it was different. I, I knew it was a different girl, but it was funny how that music just changes and they don't even really have any kind of, you know, flirty <laughs> conversation. They're just talking, but the music is. No, so, the music is such, and I knew this was a comedy. The music is such where she's like, you know, you've been with us for a while and you're doing a really good job. I was ready for her to fire him. Like, I thought yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. this is going. But no, she's just totally into him. She's digging on him. And she even knows that this game is a thing because she talks him into it. Yeah, that he should do it. He shouldn't back out. So what's his name? Leon. Mm-hmm. 
I guess let the whole campus know that this was happening. Well, that's or... what I mean. Is it something that Leon just tends to do once a year? I don't know. And there's a few chosen ones that get to participate? I don't know. Is it something that once he had put the invites out, people knew? I don't know either. I don't know. I need more this, backstory on Leon. Mystery. <laughs> this really mystery. doesn't need to be longer, but midnight just a mystery lines. is what it should midnight, be called. Midnight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forget so, the madness. So he, this, our main character. What's his name? Adam. Adam. Mm-hmm. He is. I guess he's a senior, and so he advises freshmen because the only freshman we ever see him advise is this kind of geeky guy. Yeah. And he's he's advising him to start dating, which seems... Yeah, that's, he's not giving him any kind of uh, school advice or academic advice. No, well, his advice is, you know what? You go on dates, your grades will improve. Yeah, yeah. That math checks and, out. And his advice with dates is, you know, you got to just be confident when it comes to women. Just be confident. And then we find out later uh, his advice also is... Don't date ugly chicks. Oh, well, oh yeah, because yeah. he brings a girl that's not. I felt that really bad for that girl. <laughs> I know. Well, she's got one minute to shine, and but she was not just an ugly chick. She looked like maybe she had, maybe her dad was addicted to cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you mean she looked sick, right? <laughs> she did not look well. Right. And that dress and those braces weren't doing anything to help her. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, the yellow team is uh, Adam, his co-worker who has the hots for him. Right. That's Laura. You're right. That's, her name is Laura and Donna is the sorority girl. Anyway, go ahead. And the rest of the yellow team. Well, the, the other yellow team teammate oh the jeep owner the guy who owns a jeep i guess they yeah. need a car and they i guess need it to be yellow well and they needed a token black guy for the whole movie oh my so god they, and yeah. this this guy when he shows up later with his knee-high socks and his <laughs> gilligan hat he looks like he's right out of fat albert like he looks like one of those kids on fat albert it's mm-hmm. really silly mm-hmm. but he's the other team member who's the other one there's another one no, there isn't. Oh, no, it's just the three of them. No, four of them. Because the guy who he's oh, advising yeah, and then the ner- becomes that's right. part and of the their ad- team. Yeah, and then they right. have Mikey Fox, so then they get five. They're fifth, right. So let's talk about the blue team. Mm. Because we know the other teams, and it's a bunch of nerds that all look the same in the sorority, all that stuff we talked about. But sure. this blue team. Yeah. This chubby guy who, of course, I, he he's playing the same character as Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. He's very wealthy. He's this rich, chubby kid. He he loves to eat. Like, loves it. Like, when we first meet like him, obsessive. He's, he's at this, like, drive-thru, and he's, like, eating fries and a burger. And I think he, what does he do? He, like, throws a tantrum. and. Yeah. Because he wants more food faster, and he hides food, like, and eats marshmallows. and We see his house, and he's very wealthy, and he just throws food on the floor and then yells at his maid to clean it up. Yeah, come clean it up. And she does. She does, and he's there with his, mm-hmm. his gaggle of friends who 
These people are deranged. One dude is like staring at a vase and laughing at it when we first meet him. He's just like, oh, oh. And that's not an exaggeration of the laugh. That's literally, uh, uh. My favorite line is when he has to put those letters together and they're oh, like, yeah. Did you figure out what it says? And he's like, Faga beefy? Faga beefy? <laughs> <laughs> what? So there's that guy. His other friend, the uh, nondescript white guy, he just seems like kind of a creep. He seems to oh, have Oh, his... he's the one that always eggs it on, though. Like when the girlfriend's like, I'm mad. We're mad. I don't love you. You mean I love you. He cries <laughs> like the girlfriend. Yeah. He imitates her. I love it uh, when he's sleeping on his girlfriend, the, the chubby guy's girlfriend. And the chubby yeah. guy's like, hey, hey. Do we have any more cookies left? And he's like, no, we don't have any more cookies. Just to wake the guy's girlfriend up so she can yell at him. About eating too she much. She yells at this guy about eating all the time through the entire well, movie. She's tiny, too. We should note that. Like, she's, she's right. not only short, she's itty-bitty. It's a weird pairing that she would even be his girlfriend. But right. she is. And he... For some, so he's, like you said, he's like, what's his name from the Pee Wee movie? Yeah. And uh, he's like this rich kid whose dad, I guess, supports him. And his dad calls him in the office and is trying to convince him to play the game, right? Is that right? Yeah. His dad try to convince him to yeah. play the game? I think his dad wants to fuck Adam. Like, his dad is well, all about Adam. He's like, and that's a why can't thing. you be like, more like that? boy that goes to college with you why does he even know who adam is so now there's there's this rivalry right between harold and adam that harold is the fat guy chubby guy we don't really understand where that comes from i don't understand at all where that comes no from. not at all it's it's never like oh we went to high school together and he was always so much better than me or, right no right. nothing or we're neighbors and we used to play together as kids and right. now we're whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, mm -mm, no. To help Harold really win this game, <laughs> his dad has gifted him this, like, mystery machine van, basically. How does his dad <laughs> know about this scavenger hunt put on <laughs> at the college? And why is it so important to his dad that he win this? I don't know. But I love this, this van. It's crazy souped-up van with this computer in the middle to where Harold's like, see, there's no way we're going to lose this government. Like, we don't even have to think the computer will. Oh, and the computer does. The computer's a lot. Like, amazing. Can we just say, and do you agree, like, listen, I am no riddle guru. I am not good with riddles. But these riddles that Leon was throwing down at them were ridiculous and how quickly they would get them and the Adam would be like, I got it. It's so easy. Every team <laughs> would get it within five seconds of each yes. other too. I did not see that those jocks figuring out these riddles, but they did. Well, some of them, some stuff they did figure out because it was like, by pro like, oh, well, we saw them. Oh, know, a lot of it is them there. just yeah. following other teams. Right, yes. right. But this van that has a computer, what is it? An observation bubble? That was never oh, a thing, yeah, right? that was weird. What is that? Because <laughs> it was so tiny, you can't even fit your whole head. It, like, goes up to your nose. And I guess 
you're able to look at what? Stuff that the driver can't see? It's funny when the doofy guy puts his head in there, like, later on. He's like, ooh, <laughs> looking in it. Um, yeah, I, that van is totally souped up. And I like when, uh, again, Harold likes to hide all of his food. So uh-huh. he's, like, hiding the shit in, like, the visor, like a pack of cookies. It's not Oreos. Hidden. Yeah, he puts Oreos in the visor. You can <laughs> see the packaging. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, they're all in, just as Leon has. Now, from now on, in my notes, I have it split up into clues. Like, I have each category by clues until the end. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, just to sort of keep us on track, I guess. When he announces himself as the game master, and the girls are the game controllers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the roller skate girls are... He also gives them their first clue and gives them their outfits. It's kind of like my husband and I still watch Survivor. Do you watch that show, Jeff Pro? No, I am amazed that that's still on, though. Every I, time I hear that that's on, I'm like, what? We love it. We are huge fans. Wow. I like to eat uh, gluttonously when it's on okay. because these poor people are on an island <laughs> and they are covered in bug You're bites just eating for like them. Eating rice. Yes, exactly. So we're like both, my husband and I are having like our own large cheese pizzas Nice. while we watch. And it's similar because they get their bluffs that are, or their buffs, not their bluffs, their buffs, their headbands that are a certain color. That's how they know what team they're on. And Jeff Probst gives them clues. And they have to kind of, you know, get through <laughs> their challenges. Sure. So um, our our Jeff Probst is Leon. And um, Leon, Jeff Probst doesn't really have any roller skater girls. I like your approach Survivor. to this movie suddenly. <laughs> like, hey, Barrett, it's just like Survivor. <laughs> kind of, but not really. Um, okay, so they they are set in their matching outfits way right they're on yes. their way with their first clue which is do you fir- oh i have them all written down all yes right, the first it. clue is the sea is reversed like the sea like the ocean ss itari is mixed up and blind and then there's a bunch of numbers and you're right i would look at this and go i don't know what any of this <laughs> means <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know these are words that don't even go together to be honest <laughs> Yeah, I'd be getting my, like, Captain America decoder ring out. I don't know how you know what... I have no idea how they figured this I out. Don't know. Because then each team seems to figure out the... They all figure it out together, which mm-hmm. is the C is reversed, right? So what does that mean? What do they do? They reverse the reverse the word C? Uh, C, now yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> it turns out to be C the stars is what they figure it out. Oh, yes, yes. So they have to take certain letters out of that Atari thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. C, the. It's not like I'm reading the C backwards. I'm just moving the yeah. word C in front of the. And yeah. then S-I-Atari is blind. And the nerds are like, when you're blind, you don't have any eyes. We'll take out the eyes. And then we'll scramble. A lot of this is word jumbles. Yeah. And it's crazy how fast they all do figure it out. But they, they, they get it. all figure it out. See the stars, but they all read it differently. Yeah. Because yeah. some are like, well, you know, the map to Hollywood homes or stars yeah, homes. Yeah, we'll see the stars homes. Some of them go right to where the, the, the Manchinese Theater and the, the stars are. Um, and then where they should really be. And Harold knows this because he types it into his little land computer. 
and the answer I, appears. I love how he types those sentences <laughs> and numbers into the computer, and the computer's just like, uh, go to the observatory, cause, yeah. uh, and then punch in these coordinates into the giant telescope. Can you do yeah, that? Yeah, the computer Are knows you allowed exactly to just go to in and look through the telescope? Um, Especially at little... women taking their clothes off. First of all, this is Midnight Madness. This is an all-nighter adventure. So it starts at midnight. Doesn't this adventure start at midnight? I have so, so many problems with the time. So why is the observatory open? Why is that young boy doing his project with his dad who's smoking a cigar in the middle of the observatory <laughs> and is like hey what are you bothering my kid for i love that the kid. kid is just watching some girl like where does that girl live I like know. on the observe on the roof of the observatory <laughs> and they're watching, watching this girl for 20 minutes like she like, must be getting undressed very slowly <laughs> I love it. So they go in, they have to punch in these coordinates, and what do they see? They see the next – I even forget. What do they see when they look through the, the... – um, Oh, yeah, that kid, P.S., is supposed to be writing a term paper, but he looks like 10, the kid that's watching the girl. <laughs> I um... did like that. It's <laughs> like his term paper. He should have just said his dissertation. <laughs> And then the kids, yeah, right. He's like, "Let's go look at the magnetic exhibit." Um, Oh, they just see. I think they just see a billboard or something that says eighty-eight hundred keys. Oh, they know they have to go to the piano place. Right, right, exactly. Okay. Yes. And now this is while they're deciphering the clues. um, Leon's neighbors are starting to complain at first about Mm -hmm. the noise coming from his apartment. (laughs) Because I guess it's very noisy tracking people on the scavenger hunt you sent them on. Oh, sure. Um, But soon his neighbors come to kind of enjoy what he's doing because he's got a strategy board. Well, first I think it's important to note that his landlady is the one who's really upset. Oh, yes. She's the most upset. Right, yes. 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 But you're right. Um, One by one the neighbors come in and they are totally into this. They love this idea of this game board. and. One old lady's like, oh, it's a strategy board. When I was yeah. in the war, I worked on a strategy board. Uh-huh, I don't uh-huh. understand what that means. But they're into it, and he's happy to have an audience now. Totally right? into like it. Live, live, live action here. I really don't know how he gets the whole town to support him. Like, at one point when they're in the Paps Blue Ribbon, <laughs> the boxes... Have like his face image on them, like Leon's face yeah. is on the the, the boxes. Yeah. The guy working the forklift had to stack that in yeah. such a way. Well, even the and piano they only, museum, and they only saw that clue because they got kicked out. Yeah, tricky I don't stuff. Know. Very tricky stuff. Well, I mean, he has been working on it for a year. Also, so when the when the little kid is spying on the woman through the telescope, he does tell his dad, hold on. In a few minutes, I might be able to get a look at Venus's two moons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the football team goes up, and they keep staring at the woman, who I guess is still naked by that window. She's the slowest undresser Yeah, by ever. this point, I think two separate teams, three separate teams, 
and a weird little pervert have been looking at her. Let's be honest. She strategically placed her apartment so that people at the observatory could observe her. So she she's... placed her apartment there? <laughs> strategic. Strategically, mind you. You think those coordinates are going around town? So they're going through the elementary school so every kid can go there and watch mm -hmm. her? And just get their little rocks it's off, like, you get know. get there at midnight. Have your parents take you at midnight for it some It takes reason. this lady two hours to get naked, but it's well worth it. Later oh. we see a family playing miniature golf, and the next scene they go, it's 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> People enjoy themselves out in California at night. I know. They do. Before we go to the next clue, which is, like you said, what is the clue exactly? Uh, 8,800 keys. Which is it's a piano the piano museum. museum. Before <laughs> which, we get there. Which is a thing, I guess, in California. Michael J. Fox is Adam's brother. Mm -hmm. And we first meet him sitting on a bus stop next to an old lady. And I thought he was mute at first because he says <laughs> Me too. nothing. Me too. He says nothing <laughs> for several, like, several minutes in this yeah. movie. And then when he finally does talk, he's very like, it's. This game is stupid, is what he says. He can't yep. even, like, fathom why they would play the game. But he is at a bus stop sitting next to an old lady. He is basically on his way to San Francisco. He was going to run away. The family issues between these two are not presented very well. It seems so ham-fisted. Like, mm. I mean, you're you're an hour plus into this movie until he's like, my brother doesn't like me. He only cares about himself. And I'm like, no. well, And today's my birthday. He didn't remember my birthday. Uh -huh. well, does he live at home? Like, did you just want him to call you? I don't. It's Where are the parents again? I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Out of town, let's say. Dead? I'm not sure. Okay, those are the two options. Okay. And the blue team, so the blue team gets this piano museum first. Right, because they have they the nifty computer. And they are destroying this museum. Mm. Like, they're playing all the pianos. They rip an arm off of a wax figure, and the one guy scratches his back with it. Well, they do also, so I thought the first time that the song Heart and Soul, you know, dun 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 sure. dun dun I thought the first time that had been played in a movie like that was in Big. Oh. But nay, these goofballs play no, that don't song. Don't they play Chopsticks in Big, right? No, they also play He does that too. Oh, he does. But then he jumps around with the other guy and they go. Oh, you're right. Okay, I haven't seen Big in a long time. It's on TV quite a bit. Is that when he's with Robert Loja, right? Yeah. So he's jumping around with Robert Loja. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, these these blue team plays that song while they wreck the place, but they it's do. They completely great. wreck it. And they're it. all musical. They all know how to play pianos yeah. and organs and everything. Mm -hmm. But they can't seem to figure out the clue in here. They can't figure out the clue. Mm -mm. Because, again, is it just another word scramble? No, wasn't this on a tiny... It was on a tiny... Oh, and then you had to play it. Yeah. You had to play... Yeah. yeah, you had to play it because it was the Paps Blue Ribbon theme song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they're able to play music on pianos, but not 
read Well, music. somebody does read the music. The one girl on the blue team. The girl's like, that's a G, that's a yeah. G, that's an A, that's a B. But they right. don't play the song. They just get in the car with all the letters cut out. And that's, that's when the dummy Try goes, Faka Beefy? Faka Beefy? <laughs> oh, also because they can't use their computer because the team leader shoved his marshmallows in it. And they melted, and it broke the computer. So really, that souped-up car with the fancy computer was only worth the first clue. It really was. That is useless Yeah. at this point in the movie. And you're right. It's like the first of, like, seven clues. That would have been great. He would have won. This movie would have been over in 45 minutes if he didn't stuff, because he would have just aced through all the, all the clues. But <clears throat> instead... It is the football team that figures out that it's the Paps Blue Ribbon Brewery that they it have is. to head to, yes. which again is open after midnight. And so <laughs> they're giving tours after midnight. <laughs> so everyone heads there, and um, I'll tell you, the football team couldn't be any happier. Um, this is when that, on the that way, football guy he has a serious drinking problem. <laughs> well, he's. He loves his PBR. I mean, he, he's on that tour and his eyes are bucking out of his head. Yeah. He can't even focus on this game anymore when he sees that big giant vat of beer. He just wants to be one with it. And mm-hmm. he is. This is when the girls, um, the, the sorority girls, they have a red pickup truck that they drive. And they put the two twins kind of seated in the back of the pickup truck. And the girls escape to, to kind of go to that carnival, which is weird. It's, but, again, a random carnival running after yeah. midnight <laughs> that these girls run to. And as I said earlier, the other girls make it seem like this is a regular yeah, occurrence. Yeah, like, oh, we got to get them again. Oh, but they park in a no-park zone. Is this when they park in the tow-away yes. zone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michael J. Fox is trying to get beer, and he is clearly underage. I mean, Michael J. Fox doesn't look his age ever no and, it would be tough for him to not get carded now yeah but they're very aggressive about their underage drinking at <laughs> they have police they have multiple police <laughs> yeah. officers right near that you know near the kegs and they are he does to he to his discredit i guess he reaches over the bar and tries to pour his own drink you can't do that michael j no your limits j fox but <sighs> you know he uh he gets and, kicked out well, the whole team gets kicked out yeah. mm-hmm. because Adam goes over and he's like, officer, that's my brother. Come on. I'm sure we can work this out. And suddenly they get thrown out. They're all out. Where they see the clues where none right. of the other teams do. Yeah. How does the other team know about the fat burger place? Which that clue is Johnny's obese male child. Mr. Carson's oh. obese oh. child. And they figure it out so quickly. Johnny Carson. Yeah. What? How and, would you figure that? And then every time Adam, I think it's he says, Adam figures out the clue. He's like, well, of course, it's this. Like, of course. Like, it's that easy. Of course, Johnny's, of course, it's Johnny's Fat Burgers. Yeah. Yes. And he says it as though, how did I figure this out immediately? <laughs> and I'm like, you did figure it out immediately. <laughs> Right? Yeah. and But they know exactly where to go. And it's this, like, <laughs> this burger joint that I guess is known for its fresh fruit. <laughs> I, 
pretty much. I love how also <laughs> the the clue that is on these cases of beer isn't just these words. It's a no, picture it's, it's of the game master of, yeah. of Leon saying these words. Yes. It is yes. insanely elaborate. Yeah. I like to think that weeks later somebody bought a case of PBR and just turned around. There's a guy's face on like the Like his eye. Like looking at him. A yeah. big afro just staring at him with glasses on. From Leon. How about Madame Leon or Madame Leona, the fortune telling? Like, oh, Leon did a lot of work. He did a lot of work to get this game. He going. did a lot. He. I'm gonna say a year plus. I think he did was working on this for over a year. If you beat a video game, it plays a movie that yeah, he made. that he's in. That's right. That's right. And nobody yeah. working in these places seems to be in on it Mm-mm. like peewee never radios in and is like all right they have the clue they're coming towards you or like none of that the only people like you said are the harry christians uh-huh uh-huh yeah even at the bonnevere hotel no one is obviously aware that this is yeah something yeah oh um, also because i wrote this down the the name of the guy in the on the blue team his name is emilio Oh, the scary not, Mexican? Not Emilio. Just Emilio? Just Emilio. <laughs> so there's a guy named Barf? <laughs> Barf? And there's a guy named is Armpit? the tall, goofy guy. Armpit is on the football team, like you said. And then Emilio is the guy who makes fun of the girlfriend or talks like her or laughs like All her. Right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't write down any of the nerds' names because they all look the same. I didn't either. Yeah, they do all. They just have big old glasses and yeah. big grins. Um, it was funny, though. I did enjoy when they would just interact. I enjoyed them yelling at each other because they all sounded the same. I did like when they would yell. Sometimes they would fight with the sorority girls. Or the sorority girls would fight with the football players. and. They all toss each other in the pool later on. I right. wanted these teams to get together. I did. I I wanted I wanted the twins to get together with a couple of the football players. I thought that might happen. Oh, you were looking I wanted for that the kind sorority of girl uh, to get together with uh, what's his name the 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 main nerd. Well, you thought. Oh, I thought with Adam. You thought they were already together, didn't you? No, I knew. Well, I mean, I knew that Adam was, of course, going to get together with his. Uh, you know, his co-worker lady there. Right. But no, I thought Eddie Deason and the sorority girl leader were going to get together. <laughs> Maybe anticlimactic? I'm not sure. These teams stay separated, not to give too much away, but they do. I know. But maybe they have a newfound respect for one another, you know? Yeah, they maybe could they, think that way. I, I can't see after this, you know, this event, this night in their lives, mm-hmm. that that football team would ever burst into the sorority girls and just spray them with beer. No, I think those days are long gone after Plus the they adventure. destroyed their truck too. Oh that yeah, is, they that pushed is it. That's never right. addressed. No, yeah. Because that's when I thought everything was gonna turn and they were gonna be like, Oh my god, we just destroyed their truck. I can't believe it. Maybe we All should right. give them a ride or something. But no, they just laugh and drive away. <laughs> like the bastards that they are. Speaking of the sorority girls, they grab Lulu and Peggy, who are the twins. Oh, I didn't know their names. They grab them from the carnival, and they go to leave, but their car's getting towed. Mm-hmm. 
And I enjoyed the line that the tow truck driver had when she's like, are you towing our car? And he's like, no, I'm a little elf. Santa says your car needs work, and I'm going to take it back to the North Pole. <laughs> well, they take care of him. They steal his whole tow truck. And also the big dummy guy, uh, Barf, or not Barf, but the big dumb guy. Wait, is no. he Barf? Yeah, he's Barf. Oh, he is remember. siphoning gas off of the yellow team's Jeep, and they let oh, all the yeah. air out of the tires. It's yeah. a whole big thing. This is all outside of the burger place or the... Right, big, right, yes. Yeah. Because what are they supposed to look for at the burger place, Jamie? Look between the melons. Yeah, look between okay. the two giant two giant melons. melons. And yes. I looked at this movie and I went, I know it's a Disney movie, and I know it's PG, but it is 1980. Yeah. I know what melons they're talking about. You know like, what melons? Immediately, they didn't even need to. Like immediately, I was like. There's going to be some busty waitress that shows up. But it's funny because because of the clue and how literal it is. Now, again, they're at this burger place. Everyone's ordered melons, and they're just searching inside. The, first of all, I didn't know that burger places carried whole melons like this as side orders, I didn't I know you could order that, even if no, they haven't. To cut up and put in a fruit salad. They're just looking. They all have like a half of a cantaloupe on their plates. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I don't know where the clue is. And they're staring at them as though there's something hidden. Yes. But then there is a very busty waitress wearing a necklace. And when they all realize um, that the necklace is or the clue is lying between her melons. Uh-huh. They all start dropping plates and making a mess so that she, this poor waitress is like running around trying to take care of everybody. She falls and when she does, her necklace goes flying off of her. Nobody even checks on this poor waitress. I mean, they're accosting um, this waitress. These yes. kids are And like, again, did Leon plan all this? Did Leon know that does this waitress know what's happening? <laughs> Is she in on it? Does he know what necklace she wears and that she wears it every day <laughs> and that her shift, I guess, starts at 2 a.m.? I I have no idea. Well, this, her, the, the planning her, is insane because she does not seem to be in on this. No. They destroy this restaurant. Yeah, it's a mess. And but they get the clue, which is "hug me" is what her necklace says. Yes. And what they decipher that to mean is huge M. <laughs> How did you get that? And where do you see a huge M in town? Not McDonald's, where I would think the Golden Arches huge M. No, the mini golf place. Jamie, do you think he's going to send them from one restaurant to another? No. But I don't know. Like, it's the most simple word scramble clue because all you do is move that E. But I still would not have gotten this. No, me neither. Like, I would have been like, well, where do you hug people or hug me? What does that Do they want us to hug it out? What is it? It's amazing, too, because they're using all these, like, he's using all these, like, these guys have to be very familiar, obviously, with the geography of Southern oh, sure. California, where they're at, and what's because I again, oh, the, of course, the mini golf place, yes, yeah. So now, here we go to the mini golf place. Well, 
here we go, and we do find that one of our football players who has drowned in a vat of PBR is very drunk on PBR. Oh, he is right? wasted. Yeah. Uh, we also find out that it is Scott's, Michael J. Fox's birthday. And, um, oh, we also, Adam and... Wow. <laughs> there's they, so much going on in this movie. Their car is is messed up when we leave the burger place. And they can't just give up because the car is down. So Adam and his... Um, Protégé, let's say. They, yes. Yeah. They decide to hitchhike, right? To get a ride to finish. And I kind of enjoyed this gag. Only because <laughs> the streets are totally empty. And then this old couple comes up and they're going about oh, 10 yeah. miles an hour. And the moment they get in the car, a bunch of cars just fly by. <laughs> And the car is going so slow and the old couple's like yelling about runny eggs or something like that. I also loved it when the when the jock gets out of the the booze place and then I guess they're still in the PBR factory and the jingle starts playing and he starts crying. Oh, yeah. Is this when he falls onto the sign? He's so happy. He starts crying and then passes out. And then he's done. Things have really upped at Leon's house. They're taking bets on who might win this, right? This this madness. Yeah, by um, this point, the entire apartment complex is in the basement. Mm-hmm. Taking bets. They have food. They have drinks. Mm-hmm. It is it's, it's lively. It's a great time. Yeah. yeah, sure. Michael J. Fox feels really bad. Oh, the dog, the dog that's locked in the car. Why would they do that to him? Why? Why? He's like, why would they do that to him? As he's petting this dog, the window's down really far. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when he confesses. So when um, Adam goes off to find a ride, they tell the the guy who owns the car, the black guy who owns the car, what do they tell him? To call AAA or something? Right, yes. And uh, they leave the girl to watch Michael J. Fox, and that's when the girl kind of bonds with Michael J. Fox and realizes, or Scott, and realizes that Scott's just sad because his brother isn't nice to him, and he forgot his birthday. Yes. And she makes it her point then for the rest of the movie to try to get Adam to understand, your brother just does these things because he wants your attention, and he loves you, and <laughs> she sees how mean and selfish, and he really is. Adam is very mean and selfish to his brother. Um, for he reasons is, we but don't it's know. a weird thing because we haven't seen it up until this moment of the yeah, movie. Yeah, true. Oh, also, not to bring this back to Hollywood Nights, but the nerd takes his inhaler, throws it away, and oh, yeah. suddenly becomes super cool. Oh, well, and they, like, hijack a car full of girls? First, they just jump out of the old people's car. They're just done with that ride, and they just literally, yeah. like, roll out. And I mean, it. it's not moving that fast. They can easily no. get out of that car. But then, yeah, he just, he stands in front of, in the middle of the road, and stands in front of this car yeah. with these two chicks in it, and he's like, can I get a ride to the mini golf? They're like, we're not going that way, and he just, he don't care. Yeah, he's like, it's not that far. It'll he be a com- great time. He commandeers that vehicle, and he just takes them to the mini golf place. Now, they don't hang out. They literally just drop them off at the mini golf place. <laughs> I don't know where these girls went. <laughs> and they um, they get there. and uh, Well, they're not well, the first ones there no. because the blue team got there first. Right. 
and they find the clue, and it says you have to play an entire round of golf, and it specifically says don't just skip to the 18th hole. Well, Harold Which, isn't going to. That should be, like, I don't get these clues, but if I read that, that is, okay, the clue's not on the 18th hole. Like, right, let's right. start at one and go. But Harold, so find it. the jerk, goes right to the 18th hole, and it is a fake clue. Sure. Saying, I told you not to cheat, now start over. Mikey J goes to help his brother because he's like, oh, in this hole, if it goes down the left, your ball's oh, yeah. lost. If it goes in the middle, I've played this before. And Adam's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just let me do this. Everyone has to play mini golf, right? Oh, this is when the football players are once again very mean to the nerds and throws yeah. their ball in the water, which <laughs> later all the nerds are in like scuba gear or not scuba gear but they're like wading through the water yeah they're like in those big waders yeah and we have to say that's also funny because they just drive these little mopeds around so they clearly don't have extra clothing on them right right and i don't know i've been to many golf places and lost the ball and you just ask for another one but i guess if you're in the middle of this i guess you you have to you can't and the other thing is you know, even the blue team, after they played the 18th hole and the ball was gone, you know, the one guy was like, <laughs> you have to pay for another one. So whatever, nerds, just go buy another ball. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does, how does this next clue, the LAX clue? Oh, what my God. It? I feel like your medication, you're still, your medication is knocking you out. Yeah. It's, through this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. The clue is look at the xylophones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which clearly means go to LAX. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Look at the xylophones because they take the LAX. Weird. Sure. Do it. The, I guess the T in the doesn't mean anything. So right. it's LAX. This right. is when we find out it's 2.30 a.m. and we just saw a bunch of small children playing mini golf. <laughs> this is when you're right. The, the the nerds get there first for some reason. I don't quite understand. But no, the I nerds... think they, don't they all get there around the same time that the nerds figure out the 5.30 a.m. thing? Oh, Because it yes, says something about 5.30 a.m. Right. Yes. And that's the radio station you're supposed to tune into for airport information. <laughs> And the right. nerds figure that out. And when you tune into that station, again, it's Leon on the He's radio. He's on the radio at that them, moment. Yeah, telling them to go to Terminal 3. I mean, this is, <laughs> you would assume, so this elaborate. is a radio station that people at the airport or arriving at the airport are going to tune to to find yeah. out times, arrivals, departures. And they are listening to Leon Give clues for a game. Yeah. It is super goofy. And also there are Harry Krishnas who aren't really because no. they're working for the game master. Mm-hmm. And they have information that they want to give out. Right. That has, I guess, the next clue. Right. They have paperwork that... Again, Harold ignores. He hits them when they try to like, because right. they are like, hey, how do you get it? Yep. We have the love for you. Get our love. And he's not having it. And it's it's his airhead friend that realizes, hey, it's Leon on these papers. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I also and, love his other friend, I guess the guy named, what did I say his name was? Something stupid. I Barf? Can't think of it. 
No, not oh. barf. The <laughs> other one. Uh, I don't pa- remember. The, the page dro? No, it was like half. Dro? Dro? <laughs> <laughs> It's like half Melio, Melio. Melio, there you go. Yeah, Melio. When they're in the thing, they have the cards. Because it's like, it's a picture, and then the letter E, and then another picture, and a red ball. Where, wait, where do they get that clue? Is they that from They get that the from the, the Harry Krishnas. Oh, that's at the Harry. Yeah, yeah that's a weird clue. It's a weird clue. Because Melio's like, it's Cherry Point. It's like, what? And he goes, look, here's a picture of a chair. That means chair. Here's an E, that means E, and here's a pin, that means point. <laughs> and then they go, well, what about the red ball? And he just throws it. <laughs> and of course, the other, the the hero team, the yellow team, figures out that it's pin, ball, ball sit, E. Of course it is. Of course it's Pinball City, so they have to go there. Where none other than Pee Wee Herman, not quite Pee Wee Herman yet, is dressed as a cowboy. I was very excited to see him. So was I. And soon after that, I was like, what is he doing? What is this role? Why, you're not acting like Pee Wee, but you still seem like Pee Wee. Yeah, Yeah, nobody shouts something at them that's not Pee Wee-esque. Yeah, he um, yells at them, but it's not even yelling. No. It's just a stern talking to from Pee Wee Herman. Well, because they're messing up his, his place. They So there's a game they have to play when they get mm-hmm. there. Star, like a Star Wars game, It's right? like a Star Wars ripoff game, yeah. Yeah. And again, Michael J. Fox um, has played this game many a time. He's so and good at it. He knows he can win it, but it takes a minute before Adam is convinced that he can. Yeah. Right? And it's, again, the girlfriend, Laura, that has to do the convincing. But when they do, like you said, there's a video at the end that's Leon (laughs) telling them to go to the Bonaventure Hotel. That's where the finish line is. Yeah. Got to get there. The Bonaventure Hotel. Somewhere in the Mm -hmm. Bonaventure Hotel. Yes. Now, when the other teams get to Pinball City, they kind of have like a – like a pinball city fight. They like just a throw stuff again, yeah, just, just like they destroyed that restaurant. Yeah. But they eventually they all after the fight at the arcade, that's when Pee Wee tells them to act let's act like adults, he tells them. Yeah. <laughs> while they're all having this like they're all fighting with each other and he steps yeah. in the middle dressed like a cowboy, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And says, Let's all just act like adults. And Pee Wee Herman telling you to act like an adult is funny enough. Yeah, and telling this crew. Right. P.S. Meanwhile, at Leon's, the party is a rager. The cops are called. The landlady (laughs) has called the cops to try to, like, take care of this Leon business. But And nobody in the apartment is complaining anymore because they're all at Leon's following this adventure. And even the cop that the landlady calls is into Leon's like um, he's, he's intrigued by the game and yeah, by he's intrigued Leon by the game like, and the radio like he's got yeah, old the police radio, radio. Mm-hmm. and they arrest the old lady <laughs> like the yeah. police then arrest the old woman for some reason I don't know if you can do that but they totally do but that but they do they do um, and then they all run out because he's like 
uh oh, somebody figured out that the that's at the Bonaventure Hotel. Let's go. So now go. they all go. Every one of them goes the police, to the Bonaventure. Yeah. The 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 landlady in custody. It's like they all want to see how it's going to end too. All the elderly tenants, mm-hmm. they all go to the Bonaventure Hotel mm-hmm. to this one room, which is great because then they all have to crowd into this one tiny room. Why does Michael J. Fox leave again? He's always he's a drifter. Because his brother runs didn't away again. thank him for winning the video game. Oh, what a he won the game and his brother's like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And you can tell that Mikey's all upset. And even the girl like, like he didn't puts get her the hand on his shoulder. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, but he does. He runs away and the rest of the team is like, you got to go get your brother. We can't let him go. And yeah. Adam drives away. He's like, see you losers. Yeah. He's like, we got to win the game. It's about winning the game. Right. That doesn't last long because he turns around and comes back and. But in the meantime, when Mikey J goes missing, he gets picked up by Harold, the blue team. And that's how they find out. Because they never get to Pinball City, do they? I don't think they do. Because they just happen upon Mikey Fox. And they abduct him and kind of like torture him. (laughs) Like It gets real (laughs) sad and threatening for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, eh, it's at the bottom of your hotel, don't hurt me. And they throw him out of the back of a moving van. Yeah. But they also, when they throw him out of the back, so back at the burger place oh, where we saw God. the lady with the melons, Harold's girlfriend needed to have this doll of the, the what is it, the, the Fat Johnny doll or whatever. Yeah, it's like a Bob's Big Boy um, ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to have it because it reminded her of Harold. <laughs> and when they throw Mikey J out of the car, Scott out of the car, the doll follows. Right. And we should note that because that is that comes to haunt them. Yes, because they have to turn around to go get it. Mm-hmm. That's when Adam picks up his brother and the rest of the team. They yes. don't think they're going to win. They're like, let's just go home. And when they see that van, they realize they have a chance to take they're the lead. They're still in so it, right? The race speed is still off. on. Yep. Yes. So um, uh, they're all on to the Bonaventure Hotel. Oh, and also this is when the sorority girls' truck is destroyed. And oh, yeah. they then hop on the mopeds with all the nerds. Oh, yeah. So they yeah. sort of team up. They head to the hotel. The jocks head to the hotel. And everyone arrives there at the same time. But everybody gets through except for the sorority girls and the nerds because the oh, cops. Oh, they have to dress as bellhops. Like the, this, this oh, Bonaventure Hotel security is intense. a police force. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing these super shades. He's like shining his gun over in the back yep. before. Uh, and there's like 20 officers. Yeah. It's a serious job taking care yeah. of this place. Um, but yeah, they... Uh, Somehow, Leon and his whole crew get there before the teams do, and they get their room. Because remember, Leon shows right, up right. with his whole apartment complex, basically. Yes. And they go upstairs and kind of stake out the room, waiting for the winners to meet them there. Um, once they get in the lobby, like you said, that well, once they get in the hotel, like you said, the nerds and, and the sorority girls have a tougher time, so they disguise themselves as the bellhops well. and the maids. Not well Not at well all. At all. Um, chaos basically ensues at this hotel, right? Pretty much, it's like yes. Leon gets a call on this giant walkie-talkie thing. I wrote that down, how he's on this, like, 
I don't know if it was supposed it to be is, a cell phone. I don't. It looks like a novelty phone that you get at like Spencer's Gifts or something. Yes. Like, and he it gets is the, enormous. And he huge. gets a call like telling him that all the teams are there. Right. And then right. he goes on the PA system throughout this hotel and just says like, go to the pool area, which I thought, why is nobody else in this hotel going to the pool area? No. Well, again, by now it's like almost 5 a.m., right? What time? It's early in the morning. I think the sun has already um, come up because when they go to the pool, the sun's up. Yeah. Like, it's daylight. True. They could see, right? The blue team, the evil team, and the yellow team are heroes. They're on yeah. the right track. They they yeah. understand that they have to go up in the elevators. Mm-hmm. Now, the other three teams, the jocks, the sorority girls, and the nerds, have a fight which ends up with them all in the swimming pool. Just boom, in the pool. So those teams are basically out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of it. We don't see them again until the very end. So it's between our good team and our bad team. Who knows who's going to win, really? Right, right. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> um, and it is, it's a nail biter. It's a retainer getter is what it is, what it becomes. Because, um, oh, yeah. how crazy was that, right? So, they it's like neck and neck for these two teams as to who's going to find the clues, who's going to decipher them and get to the bottom of everything. Well, and remember, sure they, enough, see the, they see the room number from the elevators, yeah. like spelled right. out on the ground. But they're on these elevators that are by the pool that only go all the way to the top and then all the way down. There's no in between on these elevators. Well, they're like so once they're, great elevators, but still that doesn't make any sense. So once they're on these elevators, they can see the clue that tells them what room to get to, but they have to get down and then off these elevators onto a new set of elevators yes. to get at some point <clears throat> the blue team in, in the chaos of when everyone first arrived at the hotel, mm-hmm. the blue team got into the, um, like, the the room, not the security room. Like the control room. Yeah, the control for, room. Yes. Thank you. Um, so they know how to turn off and on all the power, basically, right? Isn't that? or So um, when the yellow team goes to get in the elevator, the blue team shuts down their elevator. Yep. And now the blue team takes the stairs, which is not easy at all for our friend Harold, who likes to. Harold eat. has a hard time. It's all those very hard time, and he... they do they make fun of him for it. Yeah, and but to be fair, it's like on the fifty something floor, yeah. right? It's on a it's nobody not... else is having an easy time at this no. either. No, like but... they're really making fun of him, but he gets to them, and they've they're sitting down. They're all kind yeah. of panting. It's not easy. Everybody's out of breath. Right. It's a lot of flights of stairs to take. In the meantime, the group that is stuck in the elevator, they're crafty, and they realize that if they just have a little metal wiring, they can jimmy the the um, the elevator, and Michael J. Fox happens to wear a retainer, so it's yeah. perfect. I guess it's Boom. like the old computers. Remember when you used to have to, like, reset a computer? You used I... to have to take, like, a paper clip and shove it through a tiny oh, hole yeah, yeah, to yeah. shut it down? I assume that's what this elevator was because they destroy his retainer yeah, to push a button on this elevator not needed anymore, so yeah. that they can override the manual controls and get to the right floor. Yeah. Meanwhile, yep. the cops are in hot pursuit. Oh, yeah. They're in their own elevator. Oh, because yeah. the old lady 
who oh but the is police have brought her too no, wait <laughs> i forgot about that so they brought her to the room where leon is where the whole group is but yes. she's still handcuffed and hating life because whatever Why and not? she somehow gets her handcuffs hands over to the phone kind of like uh-huh. <laughs> she takes and, the phone um, off the hook and then yeah. dials the number with her nose Kind of like watching um, Don from Hot to Trot try to dial yeah, a phone. I assume um, that's what the horse did. So she, but she calls security and lets them know what's happening in that room, so they know what room to head to. So all these three forces are headed to this room, and they all just about get there at the same time. Sure, but well, anyway. the blue team gets out of the stairwell, and then the yellow team gets off the elevator at the same time. Now, the blue team sees that there is a fire hose on the wall, and they grab it, and they're going to spray the yellow team. But right as they start to spray, the police come up, and they spray the police, and the police, I guess, beat up and arrest the blue team. So the yellow team makes it into the room. The game master is there. The mm-hmm. roller skate girls are there. The entire apartment complex is there. The police are there, and everybody is delighted. Yeah, we've we've got our our game winners. And there's like an entire spread downstairs. There's food in the lobby or something. This is a big win for all this of the contestants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they get. A shitty plaque. Like, I didn't know what the prize was, but when he is handed a plaque, I was like, wait, this is what this, this is what... was all about? I think it's all about ego, too, you know? Sure. And who's really going to win? And, you know, I the mean, for Harold, really am... that's what it was, yes, mm-hmm. but he lost. No, for all of them, I guess, in the end. I, I, I mean, guess. I don't know. I don't know why any of them did go into this game that's that's a good question Uh, but that's 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 it that's midnight madness right that's a wrap madness that's a wrap Mm -hmm. on midnight madness Mm -hmm. also we have to say harold pushes his skinny girlfriend into a fountain oh right and our two lead lovers do kiss at the end of this movie yes yes so jamie your thoughts on the madness that was midnight i it was crazy it was chaotic i was slightly drugged when I was watching it and I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, I think because I was on a medication that was making me sleepy, I felt long. <laughs> I mean, and it was long. It was long. Yeah. But, but it was, it was, I thought it was fun. I thought it was crazy. Um, I'd never heard of it before. I'd never seen it before. And like I said, it definitely felt to me like a very, um, like the foundation to 80s movies. You had your, your jocks and your nerds and your, your, your fat kids and your rich kids and your good lookings, good, you know, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 I'll give it a thumbs up. I think it was a good movie. I, and I think it was a great recommendation that we got. <laughs> okay. To do. And there you go. What about you? My feelings are probably very similar to yours. I didn't think it was great, but it's one of those movies I felt like if I watched it a second time, I'd probably really enjoy it. Yeah. It's the idea of just watching it once, not really knowing 
what's what's happening? What am I? Well, what's I the think point of this. What what's going on? But as you watch, it's like any comedy when you see the jokes and you know the jokes and you know. I feel like it's better the more times you see a movie like this. I think sometimes when we are watching movies for the purpose of this podcast and they are so crazy like this one is and make very little sense of, you know, like how are they out after midnight doing all this, whatever. Uh, It's hard because you want to kind of make sense of it because we have to retell it. But like you said, if you had just watched this for enjoyment or had even watched it in the eighties, I, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an enjoyable enough movie just to like say, to recommend other viewers watch and to say, yeah, it was, was it like, oh my God, this is like amazing, no, 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 you no, know, no. cinematic, no, you know, portrayal but, of eighties life. No, but it was fun and funny. I'm shocked that this movie doesn't have more of a following because it seems like one of those movies that would, would be that like should. so nostalgic and this thing yeah. should have like a. A big, I'm not saying a huge Blu-ray release or something, but this thing is like tough to find on DVD. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, What do you? You must. It was also sorry. It was also a movie that I thought after watching it, I was like, I think my kids would like this. Like, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably enjoy because there's nothing offensive. There's nothing Mm -hmm. dirty. It's not like watching Airplane, which is hilarious, but. You can't – no, you can't show a kid an airplane. That's crazy. But this is so tame but also so goofy. Yeah. My recommendation from this is um, – and it's because I just saw it but also um, this movie didn't really make me nostalgic for college. There's not a whole lot about it that has to do with college. But mm-hmm. I watched a movie that made me super nostalgic for college, and I did not see it coming. And it's a movie from last year that's called Happy Death Day. Oh. And it's uh, a movie where a girl wakes up. It's very Groundhog's Day-ish, but it's like a okay. horror movie. So okay. it's her birthday, and she gets murdered. And then she wakes up. And it's the same day, so it's fun. She ah, sort of figures so out. She's a re- right, and the whole idea is she has to figure out who is murdering her. And ah. it's just a fun, goofy movie. But there were so many things, like they go to a shitty diner that's right near college, and she gets murdered under like inside one of those like tunnels. Remember in Old Maine, like that little tunnel oh, you yeah, walk through. Yeah, like, that you had that's under- where she gets killed the first time. Like it made me so nostalgic for college. It was one of the more realistic college movies okay okay so yeah so that is my recommendation i like it based off of the college uh, uh, memory. that's good (laughs) i wasn't sure where to go with with the recommendation on this at first like i said it reminded me of survivor or i've never seen the amazing race (laughs) but i assume the amazing race is a lot like this movie but um i started to kind of research the different actors in the movie and thought okay maybe there's a recommendation off of one of those and you can watch this too, folks, because I watched it literally <laughs> right before we started recording. There is a 15-minute short called I Love You, Eddie Dizen. Eddie Dizen. Dizen, sorry. Um, and it is it stars him, of course, and it is about oh, – have you seen it? You're I watched nodding. it too. I oh, watched you did? it after this. <laughs> okay. It's so short and it's so yeah. it's not like great quality or anything, but it's pretty funny, I thought, for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about this nerd girl that lives in the Midwest and kinda of quits her job to go out and, and mm-hmm. find the man of her dreams, Eddie. 
and um, she gets really high because she gets loses her glasses and goes to a pot. You have it's fifteen minutes, so it's great. Yeah, watch just it. Just watch it. Yeah, and I'm also glad you watched it too. Yeah, and also in case you're interested um, in another podcast, um, one of our listeners when they saw that we were doing this. Um, Eddie Deason was just a guest on Gilbert Gottfried's oh. podcast. So if you want to awesome. listen to Eddie Deason and Gilbert Gottfried Go talk Eddie. to each other. What? Wow. Yeah, you could check that out. Excellent. So. Excellent. All right. Everybody, first of all, Michelle, thank you so much for oh, yeah. Michelle, supporting good us. And again, if anybody's interested, go to our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And um, for the for just a $5 a month donation, you can get all our back full episodes. Jamie, what do we have? What do we do? How many? 50. Jamie said we did 50. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Oh, right. on the Patreon? Yeah, on the Patreon. Oh. On the Patreon. Right. That's a full-faced lie. I'm we trying to don't tell people how many episodes oh, or extra four? episodes there are. I think so. Four? four large episodes. Yeah. Four main. We did. <laughs> um, what was that? What was that Michael Caine pervert yeah. sleeping oh. with a girl oh. movie? Sleeping with a little kid. Rio. Something in Rio. Child. Yeah, blame it on Rio. Our Halloween episode was... House on Sorority Row. And I do have to say, folks, if you mm-hmm. do not want to give us money on Patreon, I understand that. <laughs> but do yourself a favor and watch House on Sorority Row. Let's see and it. then give us money on Patreon and listen to it. And that listen episode. to it. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then uh, we had He-Man and She-Wear Christmas. It's a good time right there. And we had our Handshake 5. And now, one week from today, patrons will be getting... A movie called Holiday Nights. Oh, sorry. Hollywood. Hollywood Hollywood Nights. God. And it comes out on April 1st, which is April Fool's Day. And And Easter. And Easter. It doesn't really tie into those, except I guess we could say that Hollywood Nights fooled us into thinking (laughs) it was a romantic comedy with Michelle Pfeiffer and Tony Danza, and it ended up being a hot mess of a movie yeah so if you want to listen to us talk about that in one week head to the patreon page there it will be but jamie for everybody else in two weeks there's a holiday that we don't necessarily celebrate every Mm. year but our podcast is going to come out on what is called national welding day welders where we celebrate welders and i think I think I could be wrong that there was only one movie made in the 80s about a welder and Jamie she was a welder by day but a flash dancer by night. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Flash Dance starring Jennifer Beals <laughs> and we're going to do that in 2 weeks. So Get ready. find it it's a super popular movie with I think great music. I, mean, I have if, a leotard ready to wear for great. the recording. So I, I'm excited. <laughs> leotard, leg warmers. I think she sits um, on a chair and like dumps a bucket of water on herself. That's your call. That's what you're up to. That's when what I'm going to do. You're dumping yeah, the water and then we're going to say, coming to you live. live. So we're coming to you live. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all previously recorded and then sloppily <laughs> edited by me. 
<laughs> yes, as live as it could be, possibly. So, everybody, thank you so much. And as an added bonus, um, Michelle is going to get an unedited episode where nobody else is going to hear the extensive dental conversation that Jamie and I had at the start of this podcast. It was literally like seven minutes. Uh, but Michelle gets treated to that. Uh, no pee breaks this time. Sorry. No. Mm-mm. You know, and that's something I was thinking about. So you were thinking about taking a pee break? Well, I am about now, having but a we're pee near break. the end. No, I was thinking, and people on Patreon, let me know if you want this or you don't. I was thinking about throwing unedited episodes on for our Patreon people if they oh. wanted to listen to that. But then you don't, I mean, I know, I know you don't tune in for the beginning and end music, but I'm not going to put that in unedited. So let us know if you want that or if that's just going to be irritating because then I won't do it. But we're trying to do more things to the patrons or for the to the patrons. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the midnight madness was just too. And That's I'm not even you. on like medication or anything. I just can't make it through this. We're trying to do things for the patrons. We should just stop recording right now. <laughs> Everyone, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Two weeks where we'll be flash dancing it. Watch Hollywood Nights. We'll see you then. Keep it real. Keep it real. (laughs) That's right. is our patron because she's getting an unedited episode. (laughs) So she's really, she's like, what is, why, why did I, why did I donate? I don't need to hear about this. Maybe you donated to my dental fund. You don't know.